0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the 42 Courses podcast. This week we're chatting to Heather Lefevre. Heather is a remarkable person. I really wanted to get her on board for a podcast because she's kind of changed her career many times and so I wanted to get her to share some of her advice and wisdom with you. Um, She started off as a planner, Um, she still does does some of it and uh, she's won many awards. She worked on lots of accounts like Burger King and Emirates and uh, did tremendously well for it. She's also written a book uh, called Brain Surfing, the top marketing strategist in the world. Um, And then she's also traveled around the States and she's now based in Portland and has become a yoga teacher and is uh, training as a a massage um, therapist as well. So lots of different things we discuss um they're all quite fun she also gives some really good advice for for creative people but anyway enjoy the podcast lovely for you to join us (laughs) thank you so much hi chris hi great Um, to be here well what an honor and you're you're um in sunny portland oregon
1: i'm in sunny portland oregon yes
0: so this is this is the, the the creative home of America, isn't it? I mean, it must be uh, must be pretty fun there.
1: It's definitely one of the more progressive and uh, sensitive cities, I would say. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I said um, the reason why I wanted to chat to you, I thought it would be nice, is not, um, you yeah, know, not only kind of. You've done, done lots of amazing things. I just think your journey is just so interesting, um, and I just uh, I just thought it would probably be quite inspirational for other people to hear. And um, you yeah, know, you've you've come from a, a sort of I guess you. How did you actually get into advertising um, in the first place? I know <laughs> that's not what you're doing now, but um, yeah. What, what's... Yeah,
1: I'm. I learned about it in school. My roommate was, you know, focused on being in advertising, and I was getting an English major. And everybody that I saw graduating with an English degree became a pharmaceutical sales rep or a teacher. (laughs) And those two options did not seem nice to me. (laughs) So I'm like, that doesn't feel right. So I took a class with her and thought, oh, this is interesting. It's a nice mix of creativity and, you know, not being necessarily an artist, like you can support yourself in Mm. this path.
0: And then how how did you, because you ended up becoming... Uh, a pretty successful planner or strategist, I guess use those those terms depending on where you are in the world. And then you wrote this incredible book that I've got here called Brain Surfing: the top marketing strategy minds in the world. And um, just as a summary, well, actually, I won't do the summary. I mean, you'd probably be able to do this way better than me. Um, but yeah, you, you spoke to lots of interesting people.
1: I invited myself over to nine different strategist planner folks homes and, and, you know, for two weeks I went to work with them and I, and I stayed with them in their homes. So I really got to know them and each of them taught me different lessons and showed me different aspects of the world. So. How
0: did you go about doing that? Did you just literally email them?
1: Because I had been doing this planner survey for a number of years, mm-hmm. people knew me a little bit. And I think that, you know, so I did have like a, a group of, of, you know, like the blogging years. Do you remember the yeah, blogging years? I Chris? I yeah. Like, yeah. So people were just more receptive to a random, I think people still are somewhat receptive to that mm-hmm. over Twitter, mm-hmm. but there was just this connection of, Hey, you know, I had this idea and it just took one person. Rob Campbell was the first person to say, I, I like this idea. And he was so supportive that he made me think that it wasn't weird, but it was weird. <laughs> I know that now.
0: <laughs> what what were, were there any kind of highlights or uh, uh, amazing things where you're like, wow, like these kind of eureka moments?
1: Uh, I mean, I think it was more of like a slow build of you know, like, oh, you can do this in so many different ways. You can be yourself and do this job. You can find a a, a way for your life. You know, everybody's lives is lives are so different. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'd modeled myself so much after my like family and I'd been conditioned in a lot of different ways. And I needed to attune to other people who were different to me to see what was maybe possible.
0: Yeah. I mean and I- I know it may sound strange, but once you have written the book, I know you've now, you've kind of drifted away from advertising again um, and gone on a a new path. Um, How did that come about?
1: Uh, Well, partially because this work, so much of it is sitting and being in front of a computer that it, and, you know, um, wearing high heels and stress, and I got myself into chronic pain. So... In trying to get out of that, I was just going to different doctors, physios, whatever, and I decided I need to know these few practitioners that were really helping me. I need to know what they know (laughs) because this is not working for me. So I decided to go to massage school. And so I've been like, you know, still being a consultant and working in, you know, project based work, but not in an advertising agency per se, probably in about a year, I haven't done that kind of work. And Mm. Um, it's just interesting to see how they all blend and and learning something from a different domain can still be applicable. You know, I'm learning and understanding how the body works, which is applicable when you're talking about the stress response is, is applicable to a lot of brands. You know, food and the way that we live and the self-care is becoming a trend that is, you know, people don't really understand the parasympathetic nervous system and how we need to recover. I certainly didn't understand that before. So I think learning these things are going to make me a better, whatever I become.
0: What, what, can you explain a little bit about it?
1: Oh, sure. So like, um, you have like your somatic nervous system, like when you're moving a muscle, you're, you know, this is your, your conscious mind telling your bicep to flex. Then you have your autonomic nervous system, which is made up of your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. So sympathetic, you've probably heard of fight or flight. Yeah. So you know that like your emotions and like can be, um, you know, you can start sweating, your heart can start beating fast, but then you also have your parasympathetic, which we often call like rest digest and getting into that mode, you know, acupuncture, meditation, massage, that's when your body can really, you know, take in the groceries and bring out the trash kind of things. Right. And if we're always spending time in that fight or flight, I've got this deadline, I need to finish this, I've got my endless list of things to do, you really wear down the body. And I didn't really know that. I was more like, I need to exercise every day to be thin, you know?
0: Mm, yeah. Is, is that is burn this- off
1: my stress? Hormones is more how I thought about it is rather than just letting my body recover.
0: Is this at all sort of uh, related to sort of system one system two thinking like Kahneman's sort of model of yeah you know, your automatic response and then your your kind of more deliberate thinking is system two I, I think I'm there's something
1: related right? to that for sure because yeah. do you know about brain waves so like right. most of the time we're in high beta in conversation and things like that but when you're in meditation you're in alpha waves and when you're sleeping you're in theta so we have different access I think to our subconscious to like the things that we know more deeply when we are in those other modes of, of thinking
0: yeah I know I, I was I can't remember I, I don't know whether this makes sense to you I was, We we did a course on sleep and in there when we were doing research for it uh we've found that when when you're sleeping uh there's a certain stage where all parts of your i think it's sort of uh, rapid eye movement phase where your all parts of your brain start to fire at one at once so if you look at the brain under a scanner it's kind of going crazy um and then it goes into the into the calm sort of <laughs> uh, uh alpha waves i think you were talking about but they were mm-hmm. the, the 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 hypothesis is is that when the brain is going crazy and it's firing all over, all the neurons are firing all over the place, that's when you're kind of dreaming and you're almost able to access parts of your brain that during your awake time you're not able to because uh, you, you know, we have social norms and constructs that are built up that stop us from thinking like a crazy person But when we're dreaming we can be whatever we want to be. Um,
1: I, I think that they're proving that people who spend more time meditating have that ability... When
0: they are conscious as well. Mm. Mm. No, it's it's great. So I, I, I imagine just to, you know, whether you're in advertising or anything, uh, being able to access that would probably allow you to to access a more creative side of you. Probably be able to problem solve slightly easier.
1: If there weren't so much ageism, I would agree with you. <laughs> Fair
0: enough, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then um, yeah, you you took yourself during this journey as well. You also took yourself to to some pretty um you put yourself into some strange scenarios or put you took yourself out of your comfort zone definitely i know you said that you ended up going to spend some time with some extreme truckers and uh shooting lots of guns and things uh, what, what was that about Can you explain a bit more about that
1: sure so when i got back to the us and i am married to a dutch guy he had never been to anywhere in america we landed in miami and it's, you know, it's hard to explain what America is to somebody who, you know, you, you just cannot fathom how different the different pockets of people are. And I hadn't even seen a lot of it in a long time. And it's like, you come back and it's like, okay, paintball is out and Greek yogurt is in. What else is, what else you got, guys? It's like, what, Donald Trump, what? Like, I felt when that happened, I didn't understand my own country because I'm from Texas. I should, I should understand this. I'm from a red state, right? but I didn't understand it. And so it was kind of that confluence of wanting to see the country and consider deliberately where to live next, but mm. then also just talk to lots of people. Mm. So the the gun owner was an ex advertising person and he had just gone back to Midland, Texas to work in his family's oil and gas business. Wow. And he's just like, he's a pro shooter and, he has some of the guns are antiques, but then you want to have every single kind of gun if you're interested in shooting. And right. that's what he has. And to him, it makes sense. It doesn't seem insane.
0: Right. Right. Where and it then, would
1: seem insane to someone else.
0: And then how did you, how did you end up settling on uh, on Portland? Um,
1: I really love Amsterdam and there is something Amsterdam like about Portland plus There's a lot of nature here. This is a city that tried to incorporate nature into the city planning. And I, you know, as I've traveled all over the world, and, you know, read more about like nature deficit disorder and how important it is to stay healthy, to experience, to experience plants and and clean air and things like that. So that's a big part of it. And I do feel like I want to stay in the U.S., So, I mean, I could go back. I'm married to a European. I can go to Europe if I want to. But then you can't participate as a citizen. You know, I don't really understand. I'm not completely fluent in Dutch. So that would be a a whole other thing. Do I want to go down that path? Mm -hmm. So um, I do feel like I should be voting and paying attention and participating because this country is not being, not operating in in a way that is aligning with my values. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So if I'm going to stay... I mean, if you've traveled around this country, there are not a lot of options. And I also needed a city that has an, an airport of a certain size. And so this is one of those weird cities where it's quite progressive, got a lot of nature, and then has a few of these big companies like Intel and Nike that make their, a lot of flights that are here. Oh, but there's things to dislike about it, too, like the state was um did not allow people of color to live in a state until 1950 wow so it's yeah yeah so there's a lot of while it's progressive minded there's still a lot of change that needs to happen for it to be really truly representative of like a way a modern city should be
0: mm. i mean i mean what, what kind of just listening to you it's very inspirational and I was just sort of wondering what kind of advice do you do you give sort of uh if you were asked to give advice I guess to to other people and um, perhaps in in the creative world uh what kind of things would you would you ask them to sort of look at it, maybe three things that you'd get hmm. them to do to to help them kind of I guess be be more wholesome and happy and maybe even better at their job.
1: If I could encourage people, I would encourage them to get out of advertising because I think that's the conclusion that I've come to is that the world is not benefited by us increasing desire, right? So do you know that icky guy Venn diagram? That's one thing I'd encourage you to look at. So what are you good at? What do you like to do? What does the world need? And what will the world pay you for? Can you figure out a way to the most, what you put your energy into, you feel like it's something good for the world. So maybe communications, you can do that. And so that's what I've been. When I do that work, I'm trying to steer myself away from the cigarettes and the booze and the you know the stuff that I don't feel is helping humanity, toward things that might. But that is, I think, a little bit of wishful thinking. I guess so you. Then, I think you can do yeah.
0: that. You could. You could. Maybe it's. Maybe it's more about. You can stay in advertising but see whether you can make positive change from the inside i think i mean you, if i look at sort of can lions that they had lions live pretty much all the talks are about either in some way related to more sustainable advertising um i try to good advertising as a as a terrible word but kind of good advertising um or or how how can we make it a bit more in increasingly diverse because particularly marketing and communications has been a traditionally quite a kind of middle class white person's, probably white man's <laughs> uh uh job. So um I think you know I personally I'm heartened to see that those conversations are happening and and uh, so if you maybe stay in advertising but just try and do more of that <laughs> if you if you don't I, if you don't want to leave. Yeah.
1: Have you read 98% Pure Potato?
0: No. Should we?
1: It's It talks about the first planners and they talk about how they all did their own focus groups. So it'd be like, you had to go to work all day long. And then at five o'clock, you needed to get up to Birmingham by 7pm. So such and such had a Ferrari that he could drive to his groups and go 140 miles per hour. It's was like, that was not what my early planning years. were yeah, yeah. <laughs> it- I've gone a lot of places, but I did not have a ferrari <laughs>
0: yeah i think advertising's changed a long time so that, that would must have been like sort of 80s or 90s or possibly. so
1: 70s yeah 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 yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. golden nowadays sorry anyway i massively interrupted you we've no, got no, 3.1 no. <laughs> okay
1: yeah so the icky guy i think is important um what else hmm i i am genuinely worried about people's bodies now because i think i am a little bit canary in the coal mine. I think other people are going to have, um, health. I mean, you, they're just diseases of society, right? Like diabetes, heart disease, cancer, the things that people have problems with a life of stress is going to exacerbate that. Mm -hmm. So, um, things like John Sardo, I would recommend people read. It's somebody who talks about how emotions become illness. So not not all emotions become illness, and not all illness is from that but but how like we re, we repress rage mm. and then that can become you know our our unconscious trying to protect us, it can turn up as pain, so I think a lot of people maybe don 't i did not know about that, and I feel like maybe a third of my issues were that
0: i, I agree i 'm a hundred percent with you back
1: pain a lot of people like these, Howard Stern swears by this guy of like freeing him from back pain, like there's a bunch of people that have, have had that experience. So he's, he's important. And then what else? I think it would be another um, health thing. Uh, her name is escaping me, but Move Your DNA is the book, Move Your DNA. And she talks about how, um, you know the, the killer whales with the droopy fins? Have you ever seen like in SeaWorld? When, yeah, they, yeah. when they're in yeah. captivity, their fin droops. Do you know why it droops? No. Okay. So <laughs> I thought it was because they were sad.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But it turns out that those, those animals are used to swimming much deeper. And that tissue in the fin is really, um, you know, agile, flexible. So if you're much deeper, and then when they're in, in captivity, they're swimming close to the surface and they almost always swim in the same direction. So it just becomes curved. So in the same way that most people's posture becomes curved from forward flexion. Uh, So I think it's really important to learn about that. Like I am at a standing desk right now. If I were willing to show you how messy my house is, (laughs) I'm not going to do it. Uh, Like I have this Pilates type machine thing and I'm always trying to stay moving. So I think if we get a little bit smarter about work 45 minutes, move 10 minutes, I, if we'd been doing gyrokinesis, I'm, I'm motioning some of these moves of like moving your spine to Chris. Uh, if we'd been doing that during conference calls, people's bodies would last longer. And yeah. I think if we were more humane about that, because I don't know where people go <laughs> after they do their 20 years in advertising. You know, they, mm. you, you hear all, they go all kinds of different places, but I, I do know some people have had health. Problems like I lost one of my book people. He had a um a brain tumor. Stanley mm. Pollitt, one of the very first planners, died at 49 of a, of a heart attack. So it's like, is this a career that is not good for the body?
0: Yeah, I think, well, it's definitely high stress, isn't it? It's, you're normally working a lot to deadlines. Um, it's very not normal hours. It's definitely not a nine to five job. Um, certainly not my from my experience. But it does tend to also produce a lot of interesting entrepreneurs. Um, I think you know, one of the reasons why I love the industry so much is it, you, and you were talking about this a bit earlier when, you know, when you're a, a planner or when, regardless of what job, particularly if you're a planner or probably a creative, if you're working on any client, you have to understand that in industry pretty well you have to do a kind of deep dive into the world of chocolate or airplanes or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and so it teaches you to learn a, a, a little about a lot in a, in a way, which which is great. So, in, you know, we launched with 42 Courses, we launched it about four years ago now. And so much of the experience or the way that we've, we've built the company has been from lessons we've learned from advertising. Um, so I'm not surprised that there are so many people who go out there and start their own business. But it seems like you kind of almost need to put the hours in when you're in your twenties or thirties to get that done. But um, yeah, you do,
1: you learn so much in in the business. So it's, it's, it it takes and it gives for sure. I mean, like I've, I've gotten to travel everywhere thanks to this work.
0: I mean, I guess if you look at it, there aren't that many people in advertising probably over the age of 35, unless they're either the boss of the company. Um, That's kind of it. Um, Yeah. It's like,
1: do you want that life? Do you want to be the boss? Is a hard life
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you're maybe you're, yeah, well, I'm sure you're right I'm sure you're right it's they 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 hand they up because that but anyway um look I I know I've taken up a lot of your time already um but I'll, I'll so we can close it there but um it's been such lovely time chatting to you and, and really really appreciate you taking the time and um if anyone is in Portland and uh needs to get in touch with you or, or uh, have a massage treatment or what, whatever it is that you're offering at the moment.
1: I'm not yet legal to put lotion on the public, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm on Twitter from now and then. So Just cool uh, share
0: your Twitter handle again, just in case. Oh
1: yeah. H-K-L-E-F-E-V-R-E.
0: Okay. Lovely. Well, I'll, I'll link it again in the um.
1: I'm looking forward to doing uh, 42 courses.
0: Yeah, no, you must do. Yeah. We'll, we'll have I'm to excited. get you on, on one of the courses as well and, uh, and and share some of your amazing wisdom. But um, yeah, thank you so, so much again. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of the 42 Courses podcast. We'll be back soon with more interviews with some of the world's greatest minds. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at 42 Courses or check out our website, 42courses.com for information on all the courses we offer. Have a great week.